0: This podcast was first broadcast on FreshfM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh Fm as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website Freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app Hello and welcome to John's Media Show. We'll talk about media and other stuff. Now before I get started on my review of Stranger Things Season 3, I'd like to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today. And I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today, I'd like to talk to you about how to critique any sort of media. So how to critique any sort of media is based on its entertainment value. I look at the pros and cons. If the pros are the cons, it will get a higher rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it will get a low rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons will be about equal. I'm trying to keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases, I do need to get into spoiler territory, since there may be a major part in my review. But I'll give you an estimated time of how long I'll be talking about spoilers, so people don't want whatever I'm critiquing spoiled Don't get spoiled. I have two unique rating systems. The first is unique to whatever medium I'm critiquing. So for films, I use popcorns, because that's what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games, I use video game controllers, because that's only what you play video games with. And for TV shows, I use televisions, because that's what you watch tv shows on the second rating system is because i'm a film collector more specifically on blu-ray or digital itunes hd i use this as a helpful guide for any other media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today so the bottom we have to skip it this is where whatever i'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever not even it's so bad it's good like batman and robin that you can laugh at how ridiculous and over the top everything is. Rent it slash stream it is where, for example, if the film has come out recently in cinemas, and I think it's good, but not good enough for you to warrant your money, time, and potentially fuel, depending on where your local cinema is, and you could wait three or four months for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming services to rent it or stream it, then I say rent it slash stream it. See it once is also using the same example where if the film is coming recently in cinemas, and I think it's good enough for you to go see it once, and then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honor is obviously C2 it on Blu-ray. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has great entertainment value, and you'll never get a tired of watching or playing the video game. So now we're heading into... Stranger Things Season 3, scene analysis of the death of Billy Hargrove and Jim Hopper. Needs to say, if you've not seen the end of Season 3 of Stranger Things, then try not to come back in maybe about five minutes or so, so I'll be talking the spoilers. Even though I've kind of given the spoilers away, but there's no other way I can really describe the scene. So the context of the scene is... After Levin reminds Billy at the time he was possessed by the Mind Flayer to do his bidding of his memories with his mother, we find out earlier that Billy loved his mother and shared some great memories with her, watching him going surfing on the beach. The one person that truly loved him, but left after divorce with his abusive father. As you can imagine, Neil's behaviour rubbed off on Billy and he became a bully. But the Spider Monster still tries to kill Eleven, but Billy fends him off and it was horrific. We see a, him block a tendril meant for Eleven as he pushes it back. Sadly, more tendrils come from the Spider Monster. Spider Monster is basically the embodiment of the Mind Flayer from the Upside Down, or another realm, similar to ours but different. Uh, impale him until he drops to his knees as the Spider Monster impales him in the heart and Billy screams. Meanwhile, while this is going on, Joyce and Hopper are trying to get the gate closed that Russians opened. Hopper defeats Grigori, who was tasked on killing both him and Joyce. Unfortunately, Joyce is forced to close the gate with Hopper trapped between it, presumably killing him. So my thoughts on the scene is, as people say, bullies usually have been bullied themselves. Billy is no different. Though, from what I know, the trope of a horrible character sacrificing himself to save the man characters can, in some cases, not work. In this case, I think it worked, since for one, Billy was slowly killed, he didn't have a quick death, plus without his intervention, Eleven would have died, since she lost her powers. It's a trope that works for Billy, though you could argue that sacrificing yourself when you have been a horrible person doesn't change the fact that you were a terrible human being. Which, yes, in a way, is a truth, since Billy still abused his stepsister, Max, and would nearly beat Steve to death in season two if Max didn't intervene. Now, of Joyce and Hopper, it's more subtle. Joyce and Hopper are communicating visually, like when Hopper looks back at the gate and seems to realise there is no way of getting back to Joyce in the control room to avoid the explosion with Joyce looking horrified at Hopper. Then it culminates with Hopper accepting that he needs to sacrifice himself in order for Joyce to close the gate. Hopper has an accepting look at his face as he slowly nods to Joyce with tears in his eyes as Joyce reluctantly closes the gate. Now, as you can imagine, the visual storytelling is what is on point here. There is not a word spoken, but you can understand exactly what the characters mean by their body language and facial expressions alone. The track Dirge, composed by a band called Survive, and it's spelt weirdly, so it's all in capital letters, but it's S space, U space, R space, V space, and so on. And surprisingly enough, Kyle Dixon and Michael Steen were part of that band, who are the current composers for Stranger Things. That's used for the scene is quite superb. There are some subtle cues that fit with what's going on in the scene, For instance, when Billy is dropping to the ground dead, the instruments illustrate his life going from his body with the instruments slowly going downwards and fading into a different melody. It does go into an oddly soothing melody with hints of sadness with, say, Hopper finally nodding to Joyce. I'm John Scott. This is John's Mania Show on Fish FM. And we're heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Lazarus, composed by James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer, from the film score of Batman Begins. I'm John Scott, this is John's Muni Show on Fresh FM, and we are now heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. Intimate, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of X Men: Dark Phoenix. So about the the four minute mark? Yeah, about the four minute mark is where Magneto goes to his old helmet and puts it on and prepares himself to go um, kill Jean Grey and. The latter half is him talking to Xavier um, and then suing fight between um, Magneto's group and Xavier's group. Culminating in Magneto um, um, bringing a train up from underground using his powers, blocking the entrance to um, where Gene is. So no one can disturb him. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM. And we're heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break. And that was Frame Shift, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of X Men Dark Phoenix. So, I know vaguely when this is played, but I do know that about. um 555 is when quicksilver is trying to um stop gene gray that's um many people on the on the youtube video of frameshift have pointed that out like you c- just came here for 555 because um, most people remember that from the Dark phoenix movie where um Um, he tries to stop Gene, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, that Gene... He's running on panels that um, are moving... um, that are being... I think are broken, that are going near Gene. But all Gene does is just... um, um, remove... like, use a telekinesis uh, abilities to... um, throw them out of the way so he has got nothing to run on aside from air. So as you can imagine... Um, he doesn't he gets very badly injured because I don't yeah he's got he's got super speed but not um, super strength or endurance and the like I'm John Scott this is John's Menia show on Fish FM and we're heading back into a music break and I'll see you after the break And that was Halloween Triumphant, composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, from the film score of Halloween 2018. So, this is played in the end credits of Halloween 2018. Welcome back to John's Media Show, we'll talk about Media, and other stuff. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this session today but I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to me today, because otherwise I'd just be in a room, filled with computers, a control panel, speaking into a microphone, all by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net, We you can go to our Facebook page and leave me the post via the visitor's post with the recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I beg a recommendation, I'll give a shout out whoever did so don't forget to listen to podcasts, podcasts created right here at the top of the south through freshfm.net and the accessmedia.nz app where you can find my show and many others I hope you, all your Christmas and New Year if I'm not mistaken is going great and you got really good presents and I hopefully um uh, <laughs> so i hope you've all had a um are having a wonderful new year's um, and you hopefully celebrated um new year's eve um, with your friends and family or and loved ones i'm john scott this is john's Munea show on fish fm and i'll hopefully see you all next time bye-bye <laughs>